Well, hello, hockey fans. Welcome to this week's episode of The Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. That's right. It's The Press Zone, formerly known as From the Press Box here on the AHL Report. And we're so glad that you're here with us today. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, the lead correspondent for the AHL Report. And I'm joined each and every week by uh, my tremendous co-host. He's our founder here at Rocket Sports Media. Also, serves as our editor-in-chief and uh, pretty much master of everything behind the scenes uh, and uh, couldn't do the show without him. And that would be Rick Stevens. Rick, how are you today on this first Tuesday of July? Also happens to be our first episode of season four of this podcast. Excited to launch into season four uh, with a new show name. Same hosts, same great content. And uh, we've got an awful lot to talk about today as hockey is ramping up. Well, we yes, it, it, hockey news is ramping up. We're hoping that hockey will ramp up at some point. Um, but yes, lots to talk about today. Uh, and as Rick mentioned, and as I, I alluded to right at the beginning, uh, yes, we do have a new name for the show. Later on in the show, we are going to talk a little bit about that again uh, and and make sure that if you were a uh, current listener of from the press box over the past three seasons we'll we'll make sure that you find the new ways to subscribe to the press zone so that you don't miss an episode um, of that so as Rick said we've got a lot to talk about today in our first segment uh, which is where we typically cover uh, news coming out of the the Montreal Canadians and the Philadelphia Flyers uh, organizations uh, we've actually got a ton to talk about there um, before we do that, we're going to give you, uh, some of you may be new listeners to the show uh, now that we're appearing on some new platforms. And so we're going to give you just a little rundown of what our show is all about, who we are, our background, and what you can expect when you tune in every week. Uh, and then we're going to launch into some hockey news. We're going to talk about uh, some new signings uh, by La the AHL's Laval Rocket uh, this past week. That's the uh, affiliate club to the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, we're also going to uh, discuss uh, some Flyers news. The Flyers have not only named a couple of their award winners from the 2019-20 uh, shortened play regular playing season. Uh, there's also news regarding uh, a Flyers prospect and uh, where we might see him sometime soon. Uh, some happy news regarding Oscar Lindblom, which everyone across the NHL and the hockey world will be happy to hear about. You don't have to be a Flyers fan to to appreciate the news we'll have about that, um, as well as just give you a brief update on what the current uh, status is of the NHL and the NHLPA's uh progression into return to play for phase four phase three and phase four uh and what what news and next steps are happening there then in our second segment we go around the ahl that's where we give you uh plenty of news from all across the american hockey league uh and this week we've got some signings coming out of the penguins organization that uh, we found to be pretty notable so we're going to talk about those a bit and then finally in our third segment we go beyond the ahl this is where we talk about prospects and ncaa hockey junior hockey um draft uh, potential draftees european hockey anywhere that's beyond the ahl we talk about it in our third segment and today we're going to touch on uh, an interesting article from our friend and colleague uh, russ cohen who who recently published an article regarding what uh, prospects are doing in this very odd off season, uh, what they're doing to stay on top of their training. Uh, as I mentioned, we're going to talk a little bit in that segment as well about the new ways that you can find us and subscribe to this show, uh, whether you're a, a listener since episode one, or if you're a new listener today, um, we'll give you the breakdown on all the ways to find uh, how to subscribe, how to rate the show, how to follow us on social media, all of those all of those fun things. And of course, we could not leave you without something positive. And so we have a great feel good finale for you before we wrap up the show today. That's Whew. a busy, that's a busy show. I think that's all the time we have for today. <laughs> uh, it's a great show. No, I'm kidding. Yes, it, we have a lot to talk about today. We do. So I'm excited to get going. I'm just, I'm just, oh, I'm quiet. I'm over here eating my uh, strawberry sundae. Strawberry sundae. Mm -hmm. It's, um, I, I know some of our listeners 
they expect us to announce the whatever the national day is, the national day calendar. It's uh, National Strawberry Sunday Day. Really? Mm-hmm. And you brought enough for the whole class? Uh, I'm, I'm, it was it was getting a bit melty, so we had to limit quantities. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's convenient. But yeah. you're you're based in Canada, so isn't it cold there right now? It's uh, Montreal's <laughs> 32C here. Uh, really? Today. Uh, hmm. Now there it is also National Macaroni Day. Uh, so. Oh, I like macaroni. Actually, I had macaroni for lunch yesterday. I could probably eat mac and macaroni. It's interesting. So wait, mac and cheese day or macaroni day? Uh, just uh, according to the information, <laughs> it's National Macaroni. So it's not Katie. It's not. It's just. Well, Macaroni see, day. this is interesting because you could interpret, depending on who you are, you could interpret this in a million different ways. Uh, you could say mac and cheese for macaroni, sure. Uh, some people like a good macaroni salad. If you're an yeah. Italian, don't say eh, macaroni salads are very good. Um, if you're an Italian and you say it's National Macaroni Day, you could eat practically any pasta under the sun because a lot of Italians just refer to pasta of all shapes and forms as macaroni. So didn't we learn that in the Sopranos? I think we did. Mm. I think we did. It, but also, it, you know, if you follow Sopranos Italian 101, then you would also call Capicola, you would call it Gabagool, which I think plenty of Italians might have, unless you're from Jersey, uh, you might have a might have a problem with that. So, all right, you can have your strawberry sundae. I'll load up on the on the macaroni. That's good to know. All right, well, with the with that sustenance there, let's launch into our first segment. And we first want to say thank you to all of our listeners who have who have been with us over the past three seasons. Under the the title of From the Press Box, um, you know, the AHL report has been around for uh, a number of years. And and three years ago, uh, Rick and I decided that uh, there wasn't enough of a of a digital media weekly show out there to talk about the great stories in the American Hockey League and, and the things that uh, we would learn and, and discover and see for ourselves traveling all over uh, AHL ranks around the Eastern Conference. And so uh, we really appreciate those of you who have been with us every step of the way along that journey. But we also want to say a big welcome to anyone who might be listening for the first time today. Uh, as we're going to talk about at the end of the show, we're appearing on some new platforms and, and in some new ways now uh, with this new title. And so many of you might be discovering us for the first time. And, and so, Rick, I think this gives us a great opportunity to not only remind our current listeners of who we are and what we do and what this show is about, but also gives a, a nice little introduction to our new listeners, um, such as the ones uh, who we have listening from Finland and Bangladesh. Nice. Finland and Bangladesh, how are you? I heard it's nice there. Absolutely. Heard that too. Heard Finnish is also one of the most difficult languages to learn, so it won't be well, on, <laughs> it won't be on listen, my list this year. But. I can attest to that. <laughs> um, but wherever you are... Did ahead. you say Finland or, or Norway? Finland. Ah, all right. Nice. Well, uh, pass it on to our to those in Norway that they should be listening too. And Sweden. Mm-hmm. In fact, everyone. No matter where you're listening, tell your friends. Uh, we're, we're happy to welcome hockey fans from all over the world. Um, and Canadians Connection has a, has a big Swedish contingent that listens to it. Really? Now that's for new listeners. That's, that's uh, the other podcast we do. Um, Rocket Sports Radio is our is our umbrella um, for all of our podcasts, and it's part of Rocket Sports Media. What's Rocket Sports Media? Why is it different? Um, well, we're an independent uh, we're an independent sports and, and uh, media uh, company that have been around for over a dozen years. Um, how do we do things differently? Uh, well, we're not like the mainstream media. You know what they do. We do things differently than that. We're not uh, one of those new media sites that's gotten all kinds of venture capital funding and are beholden to them and subject to you know the layoffs and unfortunately and those kinds of things. And we're not a fan site who you know the fan sites that pop up and down and and they give you wild rumors and clickbait and say things to attract attention. We're none of that. We're just an independent um, media organization with people who are passionate about hockey, 
who have been doing this and, and in our other careers for a long time. And we train young journalists um, and we give exposure to people in the industry. Um, and over those years, spending a lot of time in arenas, we built um, this community, this hockey community, uh, made these connections um, with, with all sorts of people, um, whether in the business or, or in media. And um, we've, we've become a trusted source um, uh, for over a dozen years. We've been a, in, in the podcasting business about a decade, um, and we're able to bring what we know and share it with you. Absolutely. And and we should note that, um, as as Rick said, we, we separate ourselves from the mainstream media as, in the way that we are an independently run uh, media company, and that we separate ourselves from fan sites, which certainly have their place as well for, for fans that just want to talk and, and bounce ideas and opinions back and forth and, and things of that nature. But we uh, are set apart by the fact that we are credentialed journalists. Uh, we have been credentialed at practically every level of hockey, and that includes the NHL, the AHL, the ECHL, NCAA, the IIHF, uh, national um National leagues like the like USA Hockey, Hockey Canada, uh, Junior Hockey that that includes the CHL, which is the OHL, the WHL, the QMJHL, um, you name it. We've we've basically been credentialed to cover those events, and so we give you um, at. As the name suggests, we invite you, it's your all-access press pass to the press zone. So we give you our stories from from the media section of, of what our perspective is after talking to coaches and players and uh, staff members and trainers and, and media folks from around the American Hockey League and beyond that. Um, and we can give you firsthand analysis. We scout prospects as they're coming up through the ranks and and make sure that you have a good idea of who these young uh, players are before they become a household name in the NHL or before they become the next AHL star, uh, if that's as far as their career will go, or before they become the next star for their national team at the World Juniors and things of that nature. So um, those are the kinds of, of stories you can expect to hear here. Um, we, we will bring on special guests for interviews on a regular basis. Sometimes it'll be coaches, sometimes it'll be players, sometimes it'll be uh, other colleagues in the media or, or folks behind the scenes. Um, it's always something different. It's always relevant. And you can trust the fact that it's uh, coming firsthand from the source, from credentialed journalists, and um, it's given to you in an objective way. We call it like we see it. There's no... There's no mincing words, which leads to some uh, entertaining episodes sometimes. Um, but it also means that you're not going to get things painted through uh, rose-colored lenses just necessarily from a team perspective. That's right. And um, we, we, we've been really fortunate in that, that those who have listened, those who have been listening from the beginning... Uh, have liked what they've heard, um, and uh, they've they've agreed. Sometimes they've disagreed. Uh, they they let us know on uh, usually on social media, and um, but they listen and they tell their friends. And uh, in that way, uh, from the press box grew and grew, uh, and it grew out from um, uh, apart from from other uh, of our products uh, into a, a separate standalone piece. Uh, now called the Press Zone. Um, so we're glad to have you uh, join us. And and the other thing is, help us to continue growing uh, and mention it to your friends uh, when you're able to to find us. And, and we'll talk about that in the third segment. Uh, when you're able to subscribe, uh, help somebody else to make sure that they're getting uh, the content that they want to. Absolutely. And and we'll mention this a few times during the show, how to find us on social media as well. We certainly invite you to follow us on social media. That's the best way to get access to the, our news and information all week long. Um, this podcast, The Press Zone, comes out every Tuesday. But if you want to keep up with the news that we're covering, just be sure to follow us on Twitter at the AHL Report. Again, that's at the AHL Report. Our website is ahlreport.com, and those are the two best ways to keep up keep up with all of our news all week 
long. And we're going to... Well, and the show has a brand new Twitter account as well. Oh, that's right. We do. And it's called Facebook and Instagram. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Aren't we fancy? Mm-hmm. At The Press Zone. So at the AHL Report and at The Press Zone for for this particular podcast. Um, and uh, be sure you're following. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell anybody you know who likes hockey. This is a place uh, that they'll want to to put on their favorites list. There's even a new website, thepresszone.com. What? Yeah. Yeah, there is. That'll get you to all of our our archive of episodes. Wow. Thepresszone.com. Remember when I said at the top of the show that he's also kind of like the master of all things behind the scenes? (laughs) This is what I mean, folks. He's, Uh um, you know, being the founder and editor-in-chief is a big enough job, but uh, Rick does... a yeoman's amount of work behind the scenes on all of our websites, all of the social media accounts related to the websites and the podcast. It's, it's a, it's a tremendous amount of work and he does a great job with that. Much more comfortable in a rink. Well, yes. Aren't we all? Mm -hmm. I don't know when we'll be in one again, but it'll be soon. (laughs) So speaking of a rink, let's talk about hockey because that's what you're all here to to, to hear about, we're going to first start with just some news uh, out of Laval, Quebec. That's the AHL's Laval Rocket, the AHL affiliate of the Montreal Canadiens. They announced uh, two signings in this past week, uh, a forward and a defenseman, both of whom have AHL experience. Uh, the first is forward Sam Vigneault. He's 24. This, is his, this will be his fourth professional season. Uh, He played 57 games with the AHL's Cleveland Monsters last year, uh, posting a career-high 11 goals and finishing with 16 points overall. Um, He's actually a native of Quebec, um, has played all of his AHL games with Cleveland, and uh, probably will be known uh, to to the Quebec locals for sure. In addition, they've also signed, um, these are both one-year, one-way AHL contracts. uh, And the second contract was for defenseman Corey Schoenemann. He is uh, played played at Clarkson University for a number of years and then turned pro in 2017. Uh, He's also 24, but this past season was his rookie season with the AHL, uh, playing with the Stockton Heat. Um, And as a defenseman in his rookie year, he had three goals and 18 assists in just 44 games, and I believe was either second or third overall on his team for points uh, by a defenseman. So pretty, uh, pretty, pretty solid first year pro uh, for Schooneman um, last year with the Stockton Heat. Uh, both solid signings um, and uh, neither are, are shrinking violets. Um, uh, Vino's six foot five, 203 pounds. Um, Schooneman six foot, 200 pounds. Um, the interesting thing um, with these signings is, is now assembling the list of all of the um players who are uh, certainly signed, but also those who are uh, potentially RFAs, uh, coming up to be RFAs, and to see, to kind of try to project uh, who will be re-signed and who won't. And of course, um, it always looks like a big list, uh, but um, it uh, let's hope that um, uh, the Canadians organization is signing players, uh, not only for Lavelle, but for a... Um, pending ECHL affiliate. Which is the never-ending saga, it seems, in uh, in Montreal. The, the to-be-determined, will-it-happened uh, ECHL franchise uh, in Trois-Rivières. We'll see. Um, I will uh, correct myself. As I said, uh, you will always get uh, honest <laughs> honest information. Uh, I will correct myself. I, I mistakenly said that it was Schooneman who had attended Clarkson. It was Vigneault who attended Clarkson. Schooneman went through four years at Western Michigan University um, playing in the NCAA and and then made his debut with the Heat in the 2018-19 at the end of that season and then had his first rookie season last year. So just wanted to make that clarification. Um, Moving over to the Flyers organization, um, 
they have announced two award winners this week. Uh, even though it was a shortened NHL regular season, they did uh, go ahead and award two of their pretty popular awards with fans. One, of course, um, for Flyers fans and for Flyers players, the Gene Hart Memorial Award is a pretty big deal. Um, it uh, was first introduced back in 2006, the 2006-2007 season, and it's um, selected by members of the Philadelphia Flyers fan club as going to the player who demonstrates the most heart during the course of the season. So typically, whoever wins the Gene Memorial uh, the Gene Hart Memorial Award is is a fan favorite, and and the fans believe that player really captures the essence of the city and what it means to be a Philadelphia Flyer. And this year, uh, I have to agree with who they selected. It went to Kevin Hayes, and Kevin Hayes, my goodness, has found a home in Philadelphia. Um, Rick, he's he's the fans love him, but you can tell that he absolutely loves playing for Philly fans and in the city of Philadelphia. For sure, he's he's captured the hearts uh, of of the fans, um, and and I'm happy for him. He's he's a good player, and and uh, we saw when he went to Winnipeg at the end of the season to help them with their playoff drive. It it was it just the fit wasn't there, but the moment that he arrived in um, Philadelphia, he he just exuded that he was a flyer. He embraced uh, the city. They embraced him, and uh, this is a very appropriate award. He uh, he unseats Sean Couturier from this award, who won the award the last two consecutive years. Uh, before that, it went to Pierre-Edouard Belmar, Shane Gostaspair, and Jake Voracek uh, in, in years prior to that. So congratulations to Kevin Hayes. Uh, a great honor. And I'm, I'm sure this is one that even though this is a fan award, I think that he'll take this one to heart because, as I said, uh, he really he really enjoys the fans. Going along with that, uh, the Flyers also today announced who has won the Yannick Dupre Class Guy Award uh, for this season. Now, this is chosen by the members of the Philadelphia chapter of the Professional Hockey Writers Association, and it's an award that honors a player who displays exemplary character and comports himself with dignity and respect. Uh, maintaining an open, insightful, and consistently approachable relationship with the local media in both good times and bad still weighs into the consideration. Um, this award goes back to the to the 1976-77 uh, season um, in memory of the late Yannick Dupre, who passed away uh, after a battle with leukemia. And so I... I as a member of the media, I I enjoy this award because it is the media folks' opportunity to not only give credit to a player who who has fantastic character off the ice, is a good person, great character, but is also someone who um, helps the media helps the media do their job efficiently. And that's a big deal. Uh, if you're in the media at all in sports media, you know that it's it's. Your job's always easier when you have when you have players and coaches who who are accessible and easy to work with. And so this year's winner for that, and again, this is one I have to agree with, goes to Scott Lawton. Um, and Scott Lawton's had his ups ups and downs on the ice uh, in the last year or so, but has really seemed to turn a corner a bit this year. Uh, and I think that. Um, his determination and his positive attitude to get his game in gear and fix the problems that he needed to make, I think that probably helped him win this award. And uh, we can we can attest to the fact that he's always been uh, a, a very good interview and generous with his time as well. So, Rick, I, I agree with this award as well. This is a, cu- a curious, a very interesting award um, because... Uh, you, you said now it's the, the, the Dupre Award, uh, but for 20 years uh, prior to being renamed, it was just known as the Class Guy Award, and that it it was launched in the uh, the 76 77 season during the height of the Broad Street Bullies, when the last thing you think of is <laughs> classy guys naming classy guys. Yeah, it was it's it's curious. Dave Schultz might have to have words with you. I don't know that he won. He's ever won this award. Um, But the other part of this is you can only win this once. You you can, no 
uh, player can can be named uh, the Dupre uh, Award winner more than once, which I think is is fascinating. And if you looked at, at the beginnings of this award, Gary Dornhofer, uh, Bernie Perrant, Bill Barber, Barbara Clark, Mark Howe, uh, Dave Poulin, all of those guys, uh, yeah, the, 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 the moniker fits. Absolutely. It really does. And as I said, you know, there's... There are a lot of awards that teams give out to players. I find this one to be unique. And and one thing that uh, Rick and I always um, comment on here on, on this show and, and in our, you know, game recaps and so forth is we always make sure to tell you when a, a player or a prospect has good character and is a good guy off the ice. Um, it's, it's one of the things that we look for. We certainly watch how prospects and players... Um, handle themselves off the ice um, and having a genuinely good character, genuinely uh, good personality goes a long way uh, in, in this business, not just what you do on the ice. And so um, I, I like that this award is there for the media to be able to give their perspective and say, you know what, this particular player is a really good guy um, and, and, and deserves some recognition. So congratulations both to Kevin Hayes and to Scott Lawton. Um, I think they will both appreciate uh, those honors. Mm-hmm. One more bit of um, Flyers news here regarding a prospect of the Flyers who you likely will not now be seeing uh, suit up in the orange and black anytime soon, Rick. Uh, it's reported Nothing's a done deal yet, but it is reported that uh, Flyers, uh, I believe he was a seventh round draft pick back in 2017, Wyatt Kalin- uh is reportedly going to sign with the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, and I think this this came out um, last night, I believe. And so it looks like um, the Flyers don't hold the sole uh, don't solely hold his rights anymore. And the rumor is that he's going to, um, and I should qualify that by saying we typically don't report on rumors, but this has been, according to to someone at The Athletic, this has been confirmed by a couple of NHL sources. So uh, word has it that um, Wyatt will be signing with Chicago. It's not a surprise that he's uh, signing in uh, the NHL. We, we saw Wyatt um, a couple of times um well, I saw him a lot as I, as I followed the um, uh, Wisconsin Bad- Badgers, but we saw him in person a couple of times uh, this year. And uh, Tony Granato uh, spoke very highly, Coach Tony Granato uh, spoke very highly of, of Wyatt um, and, and thought so highly of him that in his junior season, uh, he was the captain of of the Badgers this past year, and it, as I was about to say, it's not a surprise that he was uh, turning pro. Um, uh, he's he was uh, ready for that particular challenge. Um, he he was really, um, as Tony Granado um, told us, he was the go to guy uh, for their power play. A very offensive minded, great skater. Um, and everything kind of ran through him on the power play. And that's saying a lot when you have Cole, Cole Caulfield, mm-hmm. uh, but um, that he was that that power play quarterback that set everything up. Um, his, his asset is his ability to move the puck and his skating. Um, and, you know, maybe a bit of a surprise at a seventh round pick, but I think... Um, he fell a bit during his, uh, his draft year that, that he, he's, he's better than a seventh, seventh round pick. Um, why the, the Flyers didn't, um, uh, choose to add him. Now they had exclusive rights uh, and lost those. He became a free agent. Um, uh, probably because of the, the, and we've talked about it many times, the, the prospect, uh, stable that they have, and you have Cam York and and uh, Igor Zamula that we've talked about, and and uh, unfortunately, um, as we've said here before, you can have too many good prospects. <laughs> yes, um, you can. And uh, this is a this is a case. Um, but uh, you know, every all the indications were that uh, this was a guy that was thought very highly of in the organization. He was considered one of the Flyers' top twenty uh, prospects. And uh, unfortunately, he's going to be, it looks like he's going to be signing with the Chicago Blackhawks. 
Great addition for Chicago. Uh, I think this young man is is has a bright future ahead of him. It'll be uh, it'll be very fun to watch him uh, start to to make his way through his the professional portion of his career. Um, and I expect that uh, I expect that he's as you said, Rick. He's a bit of a surprise at uh, being a seventh round pick. Um, and I think some people will be uh, delightfully surprised to see him play. Um, now this could technically, I guess, be considered a piece of Flyers news, but I rather consider it just general, if you're a human being, (laughs) this is just good news that you want to hear about. Um, last week, uh, you know, we've, we've covered Oscar Lindblom, my goodness, for years now, um, prior to his draft, actually, um, as, as we, uh, covered him uh, while he was playing, uh, excuse me, playing uh, in in the juniors and so forth, uh, and and have covered him and interviewed him a lot over the years, um, and then once he was drafted by the Flyers, covered him at development camps, and then his rise up into the AHL, and then finally to the NHL. So, um, following his story has has certainly been um, a lot of fun. But it also meant, uh, you know, for all Flyers fans and the hockey world in general, everyone has been waiting with bated breath uh, ever since his Ewing sarcoma uh, cancer diagnosis earlier this season. And we can happily report, (laughs) and I think Oscar is pretty happy to report it as well, that last week, I believe it was on Thursday last week, he officially rung the bell at Penn Medicine after completing his final chemo treatment. Uh, he can truly begin the road to recovery now, um, and and he was his his whole nursing staff was there. Uh, there had to have been a dozen or two dozen nursing staff. They're all wearing their Oscar Strong uh, T-shirts. He brought the the floor a, a signed Lindblom jersey to give them uh, because he really appreciated all of the support from his nursing staff throughout all of his treatment, and it was just really touching uh, to see. Him and his girlfriend there as he rung the bell and finished his final cancer treatment. So congratulations to Oscar Lindblom. And we just want to see you healthy and uh, keep keep moving upwards. He was having such a good season and it was, it was just such devastating news uh, when it was announced that uh, he was going to have to leave the game for these cancer treatments. So now as as difficult that is, it's uh, this story is heartwarming and and we're just um, no cheering, no cheering in the press zone, but we're cheering for Oscar <laughs> Lindblom. Absolutely, and keep in mind too, uh, his the the type of cancer that he has um, didn't necessarily, you know, right when it first the news first came out, you know, people found out that it's a it's a more rare form of cancer. Um, the prognosis isn't always good. And so there were questions right off the bat of would Oscar ever be able to play hockey again? Uh, the fact that he's finished his treatments, the fact that he has had solo sessions at the Skate Zone uh, practice facility in Voorhees and is is already starting to get back on the ice a little bit is something I don't know that any of us thought would happen by this summer already. Um, and I'm sure it's still going to be a, ro- a long road for recovery for him. But some very promising indicators that uh, we may see Oscar Lindblom back on the ice again sometime in the near future. It's great news. It is. Um, Speaking of getting back on the ice sometime in the near future, uh, the NHL is apparently still, you know, inching its way towards being able to do that. Finally, after much ado over this weekend, the NHL and the Players Union uh, finally agreed to the new protocols in place to move forward with phase phase three and phase four of the return to play. And at the same time also did agree on a four-year extension to the CBA, which I think actually is the thing that people should be shouting from the rooftops about, the man- that they managed to get a CBA uh, extension agreed on, no lockout, no nothing, it's there. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Um, but as it stands, it looks like uh, if all goes forward, uh, that August 1st would be the day that the qualifying round would begin. Uh, training camps uh, phase three would begin on July 13th, which um, is next week. <laughs> um, and then teams would travel to 
whichever of the two hub cities uh, they would be assigned to at the end of July on the 26th. So, Rick, yes, there's things for fans to get excited about that they're that the the league and the players union have come to to an agreement on this. But there's still a lot that has to take place before that actually happens. Right. Well, as you said, I think the 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 real gem here is the tentative deal on the CBA. That's there's the stability, league stability, um, labor peace for the foreseeable future. There, um, you know, it's it's going to help with the uh, the U.S. TV deal that's that's coming up. Uh, there's the uh, Olympic peace that's going to make the players happy. There's agreement on. Um, caps and and escrow and and that uh, will help uh, both sides uh, get through this very difficult uh, financial time. Um, We're less certain, um, I guess, not to be pessimistic, but uh, less certain about the return to play piece. Um, just because we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, the, the hub cities weren't announced. We're expecting those to be Edmonton and Toronto. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll see, uh, as, as players, uh, return, return to training camps, um, get involved in a, a, a testing regime and, uh, see if this, if play can be, um, um, resumed after such a long pause. We'll see. Um, if you're new to the show, I'm not shy about saying that as much as I love sports, I, I eat, sleep, and breathe sports every single day. I love hockey. I'd love to see it back, but I think the season should be canceled, as the AHL has done. Uh, I don't think that it's worth the risk to players and coaches and staff and uh, arena workers and so forth. Um, but that's beside the point. Uh, if if the protocols are in place and the vote goes forward, then that's what's going to happen. As we've seen with, uh, particularly with Major League Baseball, particularly with uh, MLS, um, this is not going to be straightforward. The NBA has had its stumbling uh, blocks along the way as they try to lock down their, their bubble in Florida. Um, with cases still surging, well, surging once again here in the United States, um, you know, it's going to be a month of surprises, I think. The NHL just came out again with revised numbers yesterday, added another uh, handful of positive coronavirus cases due to testing from the previous week. I think it's up to both, both at practice facilities and outside of practice facilities. I believe it's up to 35 um, positive cases. Um So we'll see. What's also in there is that, as a lot of Major League Baseball players have been doing, players do have the option to opt out of the return to play uh, uh, activities. Uh, And so I believe they have until later this week to notify their club if they're choosing to opt out. So I think it'll be interesting to see how many players do opt out. Um, They've there's certainly been plenty of players who have been vocal about not wanting to return to play or very unsure about returning to play. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the player vote, the full player vote goes down. I think it'll be a lot closer than Gary Batman would like it to be. Um, so there's a lot still kind of question marks hanging in the air. No, I agree. And one of the things I I don't know that that they uh, said that the results of the player vote would be public. Um, I think it should be. But, I think it should um, be too. But but uh, that may or may not happen, and and that might depend on the um, the how close the vote indeed is. It well, that's true too. What? <laughs> Gary Bettman's uh, record on transparency isn't exactly stellar, and so if if the vote is very close, he certainly isn't going to let everyone else know about it so we will see what happens um yes they're one step closer by reaching an agreement but you know there's still a lot of steps in front of them so as we continue to go through this process we'll be sure to keep you apprised of of what the news is and what we can expect and for now we're still in kind of a holding pattern we sit and we wait on that note 
We're just going to ask you to wait for just about 30 seconds or so while we take a quick commercial break. On the other side of this break, uh, we're going to bring you our second segment where we go around the AHL. And we've got some news about some signings uh, signings with the Penguins organization that uh, we think are pretty interesting. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back with you right after this message. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at Rocketsportsmedia.com. Welcome back to From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. I am your host, Amy Johnson, joined, of course, every week by my fabulous co-host, Rick Stevens. And don't forget that you can find us on Twitter in two places now, at the AHL Report, but also be sure that you're following us at the Press Zone as well, uh, and that way you can keep up with all of the latest, both from the podcast, at the Press Zone, but also from the website, at the AHL Report. Uh, And uh, we encourage you to follow us and uh, tell your friends to do so as well. In this second segment, we go around the AHL, and uh, this week we make a stop uh, in Wilkes-Barre, and I want to talk a little bit about the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, the AHL affiliate of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I can hear all the Flyers fans booing. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, They uh, just signed two forwards yesterday, Nick Schilke and Zach Nastasiak, to AHL contracts for the upcoming season. Now, why is that significant? Okay, so Schilke played 49 games for the Bridgeport Sound Tigers this past season, had nine goals and 13 assists. Um, Nastasiak is 25. He played with the San Antonio Rampage, which, as we know, uh, is no more after this year, after the team, after the franchise was sold to uh, Las Vegas and moved to Nevada for uh, Vegas to have their own new AHL franchise called the uh, Henderson Silver Knights. Uh, But he played with the San Antonio Rampage this season uh, with four goals and seven assists. So again, why would this be a significant uh, stop for us here on the press zone? Well, the interesting cog in this wheel is that, as you know, uh, there's a new head coach, um, for the Pittsburgh Penguins, Mike Vellucci. Mike Vellucci uh, was prior was previously head coach with the Charlotte Checkers, uh, leaving the organization not very long after winning the Calder Cup in the 2018-19 season last year. Well, both of these players played for Vellucci on that uh, Calder Cup winning Charlotte Checkers team. So, it seems, Rick, that perhaps Vellucci is getting the boys back together and maybe try to recreate a little magic up there on Wilkes-Barre. Well, and the other thing that these uh, both players have in common is uh, they were both captains during their junior career. Um, Zach with with uh, uh, the Owen Sound attack, he, and um, uh, he's a, a Barry um from Barry and, and played with the Owen Sound Attack. He was captain there. Uh, Nick was um, captain um, when he was in the NCAA um, at Ohio State University. And this is the kind of 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 uh, AHL veteran um, who with character, with leadership experience uh, that you want in your locker room supporting uh, the uh, prospects. 
Absolutely. And so, um, you know, there are two guys that Mike Vellucci knows he can rely on. There are two guys that Mike Vellucci knows can produce. There are two guys that Mike Vellucci knows can win a Calder Cup. Um, and so it'll be curious and interesting to see if there are any more, you know, <laughs> it, does he get any of that former uh, Cup winning team? Uh, does does he nab any more of them to come play in Wilkes-Barre? Um, what I do know is it means uh, for Lehigh Valley Phantoms fans and quite frankly, Hershey Bears fans, it just means that Wilkes-Barre is going to get even a little more competitive. Um, Vellucci getting a little bit of uh, cohesion uh, on his bench, guys that he's familiar with, guys that he's coached before, uh, will make for a more cohesive unit uh, on the ice. And so that that trio of AHL rivals between Wilkes-Barre, Lehigh Valley, and Hershey, always fun, always entertaining to watch those rivalries. Uh, and I think thing, I think it just got a little bit more interesting too. So something to keep an eye on for sure. Um. That is actually the only bit of uh, AHL news that we are going to cover today. Um, we are going to take one last quick break, however, and when we come back, we're going to go beyond the AHL, talk a little bit about uh, what prospects are doing to keep themselves in shape in this offseason in a very uncertain time, uh, and, and talk to you a little bit more about uh, this new version of the podcast and the best ways to find us. So don't go anywhere. We are going to be back right after this. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at AllHabs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. Welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report. We're so glad you're here again with us. Uh, and thanks so much for sticking around here for the third segment. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And don't forget, find us in two places on Twitter to make sure you're following all of the latest news and updates, both from our website and from this podcast. So you can find us at the AHL Report and also at the Press Zone. So make sure you're following us both places there. In this segment, we go beyond the AHL and, and we want to talk a little bit about prospects for a moment. You know, it's um, for everyone across the hockey community, no matter where they're playing around the world, this offseason uh, is unlike any other. It's unlike anything that most hockey players have experienced. Uh, the time that they've had to take off since the beginning of lockdowns, at least here in the in North America, um, has you know plenty of of players are are on the record saying how they haven't been off the ice for this amount of time, probably since the time they first put on skates when they were very 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 small uh, children. Uh, so it's it's. It's a challenge to not be on the ice uh, with gyms not open and facilities not uh, able to be open. It's a challenge to train. But for guys in the NHL and, and some of the, the pro guys at the AHL level and so forth, there's there's resources that they have available to them. But what about prospects? You know, we mentioned uh, a couple of times in, over, over the course of the early part of the summer, including, uh, I believe, last week, that um, this year for the World Junior Development Camps, 
Uh, USA Hockey is moving forward with an in-person on-the-ice camp, as they usually do at their facility in Plymouth, Michigan. However, Hockey Canada is not doing the same thing. Hockey Canada's uh, World Junior Development Camp, uh, which I think is run by SportCheck, um, is going to be completely virtual this year. So it presents a new challenge for for the coaches to start to evaluate who might be uh, comprising their World Junior roster for Team Canada. Um they're going to learn a lot on their virtual sessions. Um, I think it'll be I think it'll be worthwhile, but it's a vastly different way of going about things. Um, and our friend and colleague, who was actually recently on the show uh, a couple of months ago, promoting his new book, uh, Russ Cohen. Uh, you'll find him on Twitter at Sportsology. Uh, just recently, in the last few days, penned an article for EP Rinkside. Um, talking about how the NHL's top prospects are training during this really unique offseason. And, and Rick, um, you know, we won't go into great detail. We'll, we encourage you to, to go read the article uh, yourself. Um, it's Russ does a great job uh, with his writing, so go read the article. But, you know, some of the things that he includes are, are great points to be made. And, and some of the, the quotes that he got from prospects um, – really kind of hit home as to how challenging this is for for younger hockey players. Uh, It's challenging for all hockey players. And we've seen, um, we talked a few weeks ago about the series that the Kachuks have have done. That's right. Partnering with uh, Sportsnet. (laughs) And they've uh, participated in all kinds of of different sports in a competitive way, both uh, Mm -hmm. Brady and Matthew and their sister, um, to uh, keep in shape and keep the spirits up. Uh, We talked... Uh, earlier in the show about Wyatt uh, Kalnick and mm-hmm. uh, he has as uh, rather than going home to Verdon, Manitoba, he stayed in uh, Madison, Wisconsin and uh, with his buddy Sean Doogie, who, who we've followed for a very long time and they've played golf nonstop because the golf <laughs> courses have have been open and, um, and uh, Wyatt actually shared that in uh, 18 holes, he gives Sean 12 shots, 12 strokes. Really? Um, and they usually end up pretty close by the end. Um, but what about those prospects that are waiting to be drafted? And, and that's what Russ has, has uh, taken a nice look at. Yeah. Um, and because, uh, you know, as you said, they have to find different ways uh, than they... These are, these are guys who haven't been off... The ice uh, for this long for, for in their entire career. Uh, so he, he uh, uh, talked to uh, Ryan O'Rourke uh, from the Sioux Greyhounds. He's a 2020 uh, NHL draft prospect, and his focus has has been on the mental side, uh, been on dis- decision making, on mental focus, um, and 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 trying to make sure that that when he returns, he's making the correct decisions. Uh, Cole Perfetti is going to be in the top 10 of the draft. Uh, he was a star at Saginaw. Um, and he's he's watched a ton of video, um, watching uh, his own, watching um, NHL games, watching highlights, watching YouTube, and just trying to pick up uh, any kind of, just absorb anything that will help uh, his game uh, and, 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 and adapting um, talk to Anton Lundell, who will be the top prospect uh, coming out of Finland. Uh, he's been lucky in that uh, he arranged uh, with his coaches for private workouts. Uh, talk to Tim Stutzlow um, and uh, Philip Tomasino and others. Uh, interestingly enough, um, I'm, I'm glad that uh, Russ got in touch with Steve Ellicott. Steve Ellicott is is one of the top uh, one of my go-to sources. Um, there's lots of people who do analytics. There's nobody that that does it like Steve, uh, and he has uh, his site, ClearSight Analytics. Uh, former NHL goaltender, and he has been getting um, called from NHL teams, um, helping, wanting them to, uh, wanting Steve to help with uh, um, uh, in analyzing their goaltenders uh, over the uh, course of the pause, but. Interestingly enough, that Steve said that uh, he's also working with college netminders. Um, so at all levels, um, just doing anything, being creative, finding ways to improve their game uh, while, while uh, hockey's been shut down. 
absolutely uh, great stuff. We've just kind of uh, skimmed the surface there. We really encourage you to go to EP Ringside and, and read Russ's article. Uh, he's got a lot of great quotes from all of these people that he interviewed, as well as some additional insight and, and more details on the things that, that Rick just mentioned there. So um, great job by by our, our friend and colleague, Russ Cohen. Uh, and, and we encourage you to go uh, read that article for sure. And, and yes, I mean, it's just a time that hockey players – it's it's I'm sure they will look back someday 20 years from now and tell their kids about this crazy offseason they had and and the the hoops they had to jump through just to try to stay in game shape um, or at the very least just minimal, you know, the minimum of physical training and so forth. It's it's certainly been a very challenging time um, and uh, great job by Russ on that article. Um want to just, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, that yes, we're on a new platform now. We have a new name now. And so we do have uh, a lot of you out there listening who have been with us uh, for a very long time when the show was called From the Press Box and we were hosted on a different platform. Um, so you are still still hearing the same show, but we want to make sure that you, um, we, we do have to ask you to do us a favor. Since we have changed uh, podcast platforms uh, under our new rebranding and starting this new season, uh, you'll, we'll just need you to resubscribe to this podcast now that it's been branded as its own standalone standalone entity from Rocket Sports Radio, uh, still under the Rocket Sports Radio umbrella, but but it's it's got its own standalone feed now. So um, the name is different, and you'll need to subscribe uh, in a different way, but you're also going to have a lot more options on how to subscribe. So Rick, can you, can you break down for our listeners what the best way is to subscribe to the show? Of course, we would really appreciate it if you'd go ahead and give it a five-star rating, um, as well as any episodes you listen to that you like. Be sure to rate those as well and tell your friends. Well, all of these changes that we've made in in the pause uh, were um, with our listeners in mind. We're, we uh, brought in new equipment, new studio, new hosting platform, and uh, that will bring you better audio, uh, greater distribution. Um, and but as as uh, Amy said, uh, uh, it'll require you to uh, to subscribe again. So. Uh, what we want you to to do is, and I've I've checked all of these, uh, all of your favorite uh, podcast apps, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google uh, Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public. Um, there's there's all kinds, uh, Overcast, uh, uh, Podcast, uh, Pocket Cast, Castro, Podcast Addict. Um, the list goes on. We're on all of them. Uh, some of them were a bit persnickety, uh, when I searched uh, <laughs> on them. Uh, but, uh, so search for the press zone on any of your, your, uh, on, on your favorite podcast app. If you can't find it under the press zone, search for p- the press zone for hockey prospects, the press zone for hockey prospects. If you can't find it that way. The press zone from rocket sports radio. Rocket Sports Radio still produces this uh, podcast, so it's the press zone via Rocket Sports Radio. Um, I was able to to subscribe on on all of those, and um, and if you have difficulty, reach out to us, and we'll we'll get you to the right place. The nice thing is that if you're listening right now, that little um, player, and of course the player is is a bit more advanced than uh, the one we had before. Uh, it has our show notes in it that you can read while you're listening, uh, but it also has a subscribe button right built in uh, into the, uh, the the player itself, and it will s- subscribe you to your preferred uh, podcast app. Um, so it, it's it's something that you'll have to do once, and then um, um, uh, once you're subscribed, you'll you'll receive our podcasts every week. Absolutely. And as I said, if you would take the time to do that, and then also 
we would really appreciate it if you would just go ahead and give us a give us that five star rating. Uh, don't be shy about that, both on the podcast in general and each episode as you listen to it. Not only does it help uh, show others how much you enjoy our show, but it also helps us to become more visible to other hockey fans who might be searching for the next uh, best hockey podcast for them to listen to. So we appreciate you listening so much. We appreciate you being here every week. Keep in mind that this show does come out every Tuesday. Uh, so you can look forward to it every Tuesday evening uh, and of course listen to it on demand at any time uh, you can go back and listen to the archives uh, if you've if you've missed an episode they're always archived for you um, and again be sure you're following us on Twitter at the AHL report or at the press zone um, and not just following us to to get the latest news and press releases and articles and updates uh, regarding the AHL and and prospects in general. Um, but we also love to hear from you. Uh, you can find Rick at All Habs on Twitter. You can find me at Flyers Rule. Um, and we love to hear from our listeners uh, any time of the week. So if you have a question, if you have a comment, if you have feedback, if you just want to chit chat about hockey if you want to bounce off an idea about hockey reach out and and tweet at us at any of those accounts and we'd be happy to to engage with you on social media and uh and be in touch with you during the week as well we we always welcome that from our listeners we uh we'd love to have co- hockey conversations uh with our listeners uh, um, our staff our staff is talking about hockey all the time and uh we just had uh, quite a, a conversation about the upcoming draft um, with our our group. Mike Rashel and I had a had a bit bit of a chat, and we we were talking about uh, the Wisconsin Badgers earlier. Um, uh, Dylan Holloway is is one of those prospects, and we had a, a very thorough uh, discussion about where uh, Dylan Holloway might be drafted. So uh, we're talking about hockey. We want you to talk uh, about hockey with us. Reach out to us on social media, or if you want to text us, use the Rocket Sports text line. It's 585-3-ROCKET. Really easy to remember, 585-3-ROCKET, and text us anytime, day or night. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram for the AHL Report and the Press Zone, so be sure you're following us there as well. We've got you covered. We've got your bases covered if you love hockey uh, at the AHL and prospect level. Uh, and uh, yes, we, we talk about the NHL occasionally uh, as well. So all kinds of relevant hockey news, and we're here to give it to you. So we appreciate you being here today. We appreciate you if you've been a longtime listener, and we appreciate if this is your first time visiting us. We hope you come back Hope you'll be coming back again uh, next week. Of course, before we sign off for today, can't leave you without a bit of an uplifting uh, story. And so we always have a feel-good finale. And this week, Rick, it's a great dad. It's a great dad story. You know, the quarantine and the lockdowns have have made things challenging for families. You know, we talked about how challenging it is for hockey players, but everyone in the world is is facing new challenges right now during during this time of COVID-19. Um, so imagine all of you, if you will, Japanese sushi restaurants, uh, kind of the express version, um, where you go and you sit and there's like a conveyor belt that goes by you and all the little dishes just kind of whir by you on the on the conveyor belt and and as you see the ones that you've either ordered or see ones that you that you want you stop the conveyor belt you take it off and it keeps going well there's a little boy who of course is is home because schools are closed who loves his sushi loves going to the the Japanese uh, the sushi restaurant with the conveyor belt and was missing it well this dad, obviously gets an A for effort, uh, obviously also makes his own sushi at home, uh, which is quite an accomplishment, but he's got this big eating table and this little boy is sitting at it and he's got all of his, his bowls in front of him and his chopsticks and his soy sauce and so forth. And dad around the table has set up a big oval railway track. And there's a train on the railway track. And on top of the train, dad has balanced (laughs) bowls and plates of different sushi dishes and turns the train on so that the quote unquote 
conveyor belt keeps going past his son. And every time the train goes by, there's a new dish from dad, the sushi chef, <laughs> and he can just stop the train and he can take it. It's the most adorable thing. Wow. It's, it's, I mean, A plus dad moment. Let me tell you, um, just tremendous. And uh, we love to hear stories like that of, of people being creative, people being good hearted during this time. Uh, and anytime, actually, it doesn't have to be during a global pandemic, for goodness sake. If you have a great uh, feel good finale story that you want the world to know about, if someone that you know or something you saw online was uh, especially significant and touching or uh, anything like that, feel free to let us know and, and, and maybe it'll make an appearance on a future feel good finale. Well, my feel good finale is going to be um, diving into the Strawberry Sunday uh, on National Strawberry. Oh, really? You still rubbing that in? Day. My goodness. You know what? We have to ask Mike. Mike Rachel, if you're listening, um, um, Mike, one of our staff, covers the CHL uh, junior hockey. Uh, very knowledgeable about the draft. He's got a great series on AHL.report about the uh, CHL award winners, and uh, we'll help give you a bit of a. Uh, uh, background as as uh, as we get closer to the draft, but um, Mike manages a, a, a dairy farm. Yes, he does. Um, in Ontario now, it's I don't know if it's the uh, Gray County or Bruce County. I used to live in went to school in Waterloo, lived in London. It's north of that. It's southwestern Ontario. Um, is where Mike is and his dairy farm. Um, has dairy products, has baking, but I don't know if they make ice cream. Oh. I don't know if they make ice cream or not. We'll I, have to we'll have to inquire about that. We'll have to find out. And yeah. obviously, I'm accepting um, any unpaid positions for ice cream tasting. <laughs> if you need a taster, uh, happy, develop new flavors. Absolutely uh-huh. happy to say. I actually, um, my husband and I get our our milk, our coffee creamer like our half and half, our milk and our ice cream uh, from our local dairy farm. That's, that's uh, just about 10 minutes up the road. And it is probably the best milk, the best ice cream uh, I've ever had. I love supporting a local farmer. Um, actually, they, they have some beef cattle as well. So they're <laughs> their burgers are their ground. Their, their hamburger patties are very good as well. Very fresh. So um, Yeah. Support a farmer. Mike has meat products as well. I know that. So yes, support your local farmers. Support your local farmers. Wherever you are. We wouldn't be anywhere without them. Support them. And if they have ice cream, it's just everybody wins. (laughs) Everybody wins. Mm -hmm. Uh, We win because this was a great first episode of our fourth season uh, here. Well, now it's the press zone. And uh, we're just so fortunate that you were here with us today. Thanks so much for joining us. Stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Social distance. Be well. Enjoy uh, the world around you and your family and friends. And we'll see you back here next week again for another episode of the Press Zone. And keep on wishing. Remember your dream. You're on the skin. So keep on pushing. 